Thank you for staying with me, sharing your Sunday afternoon. I always really appreciate that. This is Memorial Weekend. It's kind of the beginning of the summer, as would some say. And a lot of people know uh, this is called Drive Time now, from now to Labor Day. People will be listening, hopefully, to the show when they come through, you know, from the cabin to home. So Drive Time is on. Okay, I got a question for you. Sure. True or false? True or false? Over 1,000 active duty service members march in the National Memorial Day Parade every year. True or false? True. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Okay. More than 400 people die every year in Memorial Day weekend traffic accidents. True or false? You said more than how many? More than 400 people die every year in Memorial Day weekend traffic accidents. False. Nope. True. Wow, that's surprising. Yeah, and that's something. I wonder if it's going to be more though now because I don't think anybody's going to go this that much this weekend. I don't know. I have no idea. Well, they may not be. Well, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. They say that at least uh, 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 go at least fifty miles on Memorial Weekend. That they, that most people go at least fifty miles in a you know around their their you know where their home is yeah somewhere yeah at least fifty miles around huh you know that where did I see that I can't think of it no anyway okay you got a question give a holler six five one six four one one zero seven one six five one six four one one zero seven one and who's up to bat all right we're gonna talk to Jen Jen has a question about how much dogs should actually be drinking ah yeah. Okay. Hey, Jed, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Okay. Are we are we talking cocktails, beer, oh, no, wine, spirits? You know, just can we let's let's. That would, that would be pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I feel like I fill up the water dish like five times a day. We have two dogs, but one just wants to drink water all the time. Okay. Um, usually when dogs drink a lot of water, first you got to look at what they're eating or what they're chewing on, that it doesn't have a high salt content. So you look at the food on the back, you read, and uh, this, uh, where you see salt, that's the great divide. Everything after salt is like a pinch, so they could just say that it's in there, all right? But if salt is real high up, you know, like maybe the tenth or eleventh ingredient or higher, that tells you there's a lot of salt in the in the food. If yeah, you give, they're both, on, they're both on raw diet. Oh, okay, good. Oh, that. Oh, I'm proud of you. Okay, so then, are you giving any then raw high chews, pig ears, anything saturated salt? No. Okay, so since you're feeding now, is there anything else you can think of that might have a high salt content? Uh, nothing that has a high salt content. I give them a puree of vegetables and fruit. Oh, well, look at you. Gosh, I'm so impressed. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now the dog that's drinking a lot of water, how old yes. and what kind of dog? He is three. Okay. And he is a German Shepherd mutt mix. Okay. Now, is he high energy? Um, not really for as young as he is. Okay. Um, he he does not go for walks because he's too afraid to leave the yard. Oh, okay, that's interesting. That, yep. Okay. Um. So now, have you had him since a pup, or how long have you had him? Uh, we got him when he was eight weeks old. Eight weeks old. Okay. Yep. And so, he was a rescue. Okay. Thank you for doing that. Now, um, then, uh. Have you been, uh, is this something that is recent now? It seems like he's, you know, drinking so much water. Is it, has he always been a water hog? What's up? I think my, now that we're home, 
most of the time. Yeah. Uh, since everything shut down, um, we're home, so he's not as, in his kennel as much. Okay. And I think he's like, all right, I got free reign of everything. Uh-uh, interesting, interesting. That is very interesting because uh, now the other dog is just, uh, is there a way you can kind of do a water set like one day where he's like in one area by himself so you know exactly how much water he's drinking and then how the other dog you know exactly how much that one's drinking yeah yeah, I could, I could absolutely do that. I would keep track of that for like two days and just kind of look. Because usually if they, exce- they drink excessive water and, and what you're doing is awesome, so there is no high salt content. Yeah. So the thing is, is that then you got to look at maybe there might be, you know, obviously diabetic, you know, uh, if there's a diabetic problem. Mm-hmm. Like that, that causes dogs to drink a lot of water. Uh, uh, so, but stress does too. And with us, you being home more now, and you said he doesn't want to go on walks, he doesn't want to leave his property. Stress yep. sometimes will cause dogs to drink a lot of water because it's like nervous energy, and they're mm-hmm. not sure what to do. <laughs> so they go for a drink. <laughs> right, and he's and he's a very anxious dog. Okay, yeah. Okay, so that have you worked on trying to um, help him be a more confident dog? Um, we did. We took him to a training class, and the trainer told us that he was unstable. Ah. <laughs> okay, now you got you got your other dog, correct? What kind of dog is that dog? He's a yellow lab. And how old is he? He is six. Six. Okay. Do those two get along real good? Yeah, they do. Then you know what you're going to do? You're going to help him deal with the world. You're going to tandem the dogs together and go for a walk. Because the shepherd is going to take, if, if he gets along with the, the lab, he's going to follow his lead. Okay, now you're not going to go for like an hour walk. You might get to go two blocks down and then two blocks back. And your job is to be the, the, the cheerleading team. Look at you. Yay, you. Good job. You want to, you know, you want to help him move forward. Okay. Okay. And he's going to, so you tandem the two together and you can uh, usually put, you figure out like how you want to do that as far as um, when you take the lab for uh, a walk, do you use a training collar at all? Uh, yeah, we have um, a prong collar. Otherwise, he, he actually he uses a star mark collar. Okay. Okay. Um, the shepherd, we've tried a prong collar, but that doesn't help. He just wants to pull and get us back home. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, he needs major confidence building. Yeah. So what I would do is I would get, you know what a martingale collar is? Okay, get get the shepherd a martingale collar. Okay. And then what you're going to do is you're going to hook onto that, or you can, you know, tandem him, like, if you got a good harness that he can't slip out of. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so, anyway, so what you're after is that you can uh, start by walking in your yard, obviously, you know, so that they get used to, you know, the lab gets used to, you know, the, the uh, you know, trying to work together as a team. <laughs> okay? Because yeah. you're just in charge of the lab. Uh, the shepherd is along for the ride, okay? You're not telling any commands to the, to the shepherd at all, all right? He's just along for the ride to hope to build his count. You're also going to play the what is this game with the shepherd. You're going to take your pointer finger, put him in the martingale collar so he can't slip out, and just go up to random things like a pair of shoes. What is this? What is this? What is this? You want him to get so, you know, like curious that he just got to come up. Now, first of all, what he's probably going to want to do is run the opposite way. Okay, I'm not going there and you're not, not going to make me. You never, ever bring them up. You have to get them so, now, it, you know, that the that it, it has to come from the dog. You never pull the dog into a situation, 
All right. Okay. So you're going to play, what is this? Now, let's say the dog goes around behind you and then peeks out, you know, like, what is it? (laughs) (laughs) Just pet him. Oh, look at you. Look at you. Yay, you. Yay, you. Okay, then try it again. What is this? What is this? Any movement towards one paw towards, you know, where where you're, you know, pointing to, Mm -hmm. stop saying, what is this? And just praise him up. Oh, that's very nice. Lose, look at you. You got to be the cheerleader. Okay. Don't get him. Don't go overboard that where he wants to leave because he's like, what the hell? She's gone nuts. (laughs) Okay. Okay. You got to find where the level is that he accepts that he's like proud of himself and glad that you're a team. Okay. Okay. You only do something three times. Okay. And if he still hasn't got all the way up to it, don't worry about it. Tomorrow's another day or later in the day is another day. And so what you want to do is he's working with you as a team. Oh, he's learning to have more confidence, and I can't tell you how much training will build confidence. Even something as simple as trick training. It doesn't have to be obedience per se, okay? Okay. But the whole thing is just work in your yard, but get the more input into his head, the more the less things he has to dwell on to be scared about. All right. And so that's why input, 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 name toys, name the people in the house. Everybody plays this what is this game. But the big thing is you can't play it. Unless he's got the leash on, because you don't want to he- have him hear what is this and him running from the situation, okay? Right, right. So, But the whole thing is, don't pull on him. It's got to be his idea, okay? Don't ever pull him up towards whatever you're saying, what is this to? Whether you okay. do it to a corner of a couch, a blade of grass, a shoe, a hat, take an umbrella and put it in the middle of the living room if you're not, uh, and open it if you're not superstitious, or even an uh, umbrella outside. You want to, as he's gathering confidence, confidence you want to make him uh, accept more things okay that okay. he doesn't know and the whole thing is is you got to laugh with your voice and and so you you're helping him understand it means him no harm that he can do it and as long as he can touch it with his nose all will be right with the world all right yep but yeah so doing the tell you uh the tandem training it will help him you know deal with things because since he likes the lab so do that and then your goal is that you could take him for a walk the lab on separate and him separate okay and then the goal would be that you could take the shepherd by himself all right yeah. Yeah. so but you've got to do a baby steps and you don't want to wait any longer all right you yeah. want to, you want to work on this building this kind and it's going to be painfully slow at first but all of a sudden the confidence will start coming and then you're going to be like yeah yes yeah yes look at us okay uh-huh so that's basically what you what you want to you know start doing all right sounds great okay so to try that and then um Okay, what did it, let's see, and the drinking the water. Yeah. If What you can do, uh, you know, if you just, has he ever had a complete blood profile done yet? Um, Probably when he was a puppy. Okay, because I would do one just because then you've got something, you know, to gauge on, you know, for later. Uh, but just to, make, to rule out, you know, any possible, you know, problems okay but my guess is because he's over anxious is why he's drinking so much water nervous people drink too much water or drink or drink too much beer or miss too much wine <laughs> okay yep, yep. and so so do nervous dogs but if you want to rule out make sure that there's nothing wrong inside and then you know it's just mental all right and then as you build okay. his confidence then that water drinking if should go down okay all right sounds good thank you kiddo take care all right thank you have a great too. memorial day weekend Hey, give a call, 651-641-1071. Be back. And we're back. Thanks for tuning in. I greatly appreciate it. 
Uh, and it's Memorial Weekend, and hopefully that you are having a grand weekend. Even though it's been like for the last five, six weeks, it seems like every day is Friday or Saturday. <laughs> it does. It really does. And so it's just, it's kind of funny is what it is. Well, not funny, but you know what I mean? It just, yeah. It's interesting. I because, need a watch to tell me what day it is, not yeah. what time it is. <laughs> well, that's what I was just about to say. It's interesting because people ask me like, today is Tuesday, right? And yeah. I'm like, uh, uh, let me think about that. Sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. It's, it's goofy. And like I say, the, uh, people, you've got to be paying attention. The cats can't wait for us to get out and get back to normal. And the dogs are going to go, well, excuse me. Wait a minute. I went on 10 dozen walks a day and now I'm not lucky to get one or two and you're gone all day. Right. So you got to start working on that. I can't stress that enough. Start using the kennel. And then folks, the, the, everybody wants to get the, uh, the all wire kennel. And, and remember, dogs are denning animals. They want to feel that like their back is covered. That's what makes them feel safe and secure. That's why the better one is all plastic. And, you know, some people say, well, I put up a blanket over it. Well, then 10 to 1, one of these days, he's going to pull it through and eat it. And hopefully it doesn't cause a blockage. And then that's be a $4,000 surgery to save your dog. And I don't, uh, we, I've mentioned this so many times in the show. I Zelda had an all wire kennel, but you wouldn't know it because it was uh, like in a box. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, and so the thing is, is that they are very loud, very tinny. They make a lot of noise if you go in there, and dogs can hear, you know, almost three hundred times greater than we can. So if we can hear that rattle and that and stuff like that, that just think of what it does to a dog. And so that's why I. I the the best thing you can do is have an all plastic type kennel. It really can. Or you can get they got the all wood ones that are really smancy looking. That's got a uh, you know a nice wire front and and so that's the whole thing is is that you want the dog to feel they are denning animals. That's why they go to sleep under behind the couch or against the couch or under a table where they feel like they're they're in a cave. They're they're cave dwellers. Okay, and so start working on that now. And so that when that as things open up here and hopefully you'll start whole you know do fast here the, but start doing it now like uh you're gonna run, go for a walk don't take the dog leave the dog at home uh you're gonna go say hi to your mom or dad leave the dog at home start leaving them home more because they've been a part of us for so long now we got to slowly break it down so that they won't miss us as much all right okay got a question give a holler six we're winding down so i mean uh, everybody calls at the last 10 seconds yes and, they do so yeah so we'll take a couple more so if you give a holler six five one six four one one oh seven one who's up all right we're gonna talk to barb and barb has a question about a wheaton terrier that is going potty in the house all right yeah I've been having a lot of wheat and carriers lately. You're not, you know, done so, but in, in, you know, calls about the over phone, over the phone consults yeah. that I do. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was, it's, it's like, boy, there must have been a bat somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, really? Barb, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing good. Thanks, Katie. You betcha. Okay. So, how old is your Wheaton? Um, a little over six months. Six months. Okay. So, what's going on? So, I'm trying to get him to go in the kennel more. Okay. And he goes in there very well. Right. And when I come home, he's sitting there like an angel. Of course, there's probably been some stuff going on that I don't know about, but he's sitting there like an angel. I acknowledge him. I'm like, oh, hi, you know, come on out. And we have this really nice time. But then within an hour of me, like, I'll just be doing something, he will go potty on the floor. Mm, Okay. And how often does he do, do this? 
Well, he's done it. Um, I try not to kill him because he's going to go potty. So it's just been like the last couple of weeks, about three or four times. Okay. What's your potty protocol? As far as you just um, open the door and pray that he does it when he goes outside? Or have you taught him what potty is called and where to put, where to put it? He, he's very smart. Oh, and yeah. so he goes to the door. We let him out. I mean, there's I'm not a very there's not a specific time, but he goes pretty much potty in one spot, poop in another. Okay, but have you taught him the words and what it's called? That potty. Yeah. This is potty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because when they start having accidents in the house, then what you do is you reiterate potty training for at least another two to three weeks. Set feeding times, you know, obviously, um, and then uh, he doesn't have any freedom the first week. He's tied to somebody in the house when he's out of the kennel. Okay, so they're watching that if he tries to go, ah, ah, wrong, potty goes outside. Okay, the second week he drags the leash around and he has to stay in the same room as you. And then the third week you take the, um, you leave the leash on, but you let him have more freedom of the house. Okay, and then the fourth week you take the leash off. And if he can go eight days total freedom in the house, he's potty trained. Did, did he get that? Well, I really thought he was potty trained. Well, see, the thing is, what... Uh, Unless you're taking the time to like when he when he's a pup, you take him outside to the pot spot and you tell him what you want: go potty, go potty, or get busy, get busy. Maximum time is two minutes. If he doesn't get his business done, you bring him back in, wait a minute or two, keep him on the leash, take him back out, try it again: go potty, go potty, or get busy, get busy. Because many people that have assumed, especially if they have fenced-in backyards or, or trolley systems, right. they just put them on and assume the dog has got it all out. Okay, and then they come in, and all of a sudden, boom, there it is. Well, you didn't see the kid. You didn't see the bird. You didn't see this. You didn't see that. They whizzed once, but they didn't empty their tank. Then when they come in, it's they're relaxed, and guess what? There it is. <laughs> As, well, it almost seems like he's mad at me for putting him in the kennel. No, no, that's a human emotion. That's a human emotion. And so the thing is, you know, it is. All it is is just stress. Dogs, just like people, like if you get stressed, all of a sudden you have to go potty and potty now, right? Because, and then, right. and so if he picks up that you are like mad at him or, you know, like, don't you do it, dare, you just went potty outside, you better be, okay, your demeanor screams to him that you're displeased with him. And so now that's a stress indicator. So now it's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And then all of a sudden, oh, now I got to go potty. There it is. Okay. <laughs> and so that's why, like I say, you, you um, if there's a certain, if he's been outside, okay, if he's been outside and he comes in, is there a time, like, is it like 10 minutes after he's in, he might go again, or what? Um, You mean after the kennel, like, after he's been locked in the kennel, he comes out, we go outside, we go to the bathroom, and then come back in the house, and then it's within that hour, just randomly, he'll just go potty. Okay. So then, um, so now, first of all, when you come home, don't make a, a, don't you do, don't say anything, don't do anything. You just calmly go to the kennel. Don't say, oh, don't be doing that. Don't make fall deralls out of your comings and goings, okay? It's just very flat lined. You come home, you just open the kennel and say, let's go. We got to go potty. And so you're going to take him outside to go potty. And then pay attention now if he truly is whizzing. Or if he's just, there it is. And then, okay, let's play, let's play, come on. That he truly didn't relieve himself, all right? Sure. And so then sure. what's going to happen is that until maybe this week when he comes in uh, for the first hour or so, he's on a leash with you, 
All right, so you can control mm-hmm. and then say, okay, let's go outside, try it one more time, and just see how much he has left in him. So figure out, because Wheatons are very, very smart dogs, okay? But as far as he's doing it on purpose because he's ticked off at you, no, that's a human emotion, okay? okay? okay it may, good, it good, may good. seem like that, but it's not. It's, it's like I say, it's either over-anxiousness that makes the bladder go, oh, I guess I got to go. He didn't relieve, you know, empty the tank tank because he was so happy to see you that he just quick whizzed and then came racing back to you and then he's going he's like come on let's go you know and so he's not truly on top of the situation so does that make sense yes okay thank you very much you bet good luck keep me posted okay will do okay take care bye-bye a pbs reports new york designed the state the, the state's holiday yes or no true or false we'll be back hey that would be me okay we already answered that question. Who did the, who started the uh, memorial? Was the first state, you know, that memorial? That was New York. Okay, so we're going to give you another one here. Who started the tradition of wearing red poppies on Memorial Day? Okay, Monica Michael, Dorothy Dix, Florence Nightingale, General John Logan. Uh, General. Nope. Monica Michael. Oh, I would have never okay, guessed that. That started the poppies. And, and what what happened, how that came about. Yes. Is that uh, according to uh, uh, a deal, uh, my, uh, Miss Michael wrote a poem about poppies and the war, which gave her uh, the idea for wearing poppies on Memorial Day. Now, the thing is, is that because of what's going on around us, Poppies, uh, a lot of the legions and the uh, and the VFWs and such like that sell the red poppies. Yeah. And because of everything that's going right. on, they are not selling poppies this year. I know. So I, 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 I know we're all limited budgets and what's going on. But if you can in any way, you know, uh, stop by a VFW, a legion, or mail them a check, even if it's for $5. Right. That's, because if everybody does a little bit, to help it, it will help yeah you know, people think in grand you know like oh yeah. geez i gotta give hundreds of dollars yeah. to these things no if you know if 10 people give five dollars guess what we got 50 bucks right uh, yeah that look, they didn't have before and right. most of poppies they sell for a buck anyway or right. just donations yeah a little bit goes a long way. Yes. And yeah. so that's why I, I hope that you will support the VFWs and the legions because they, they, uh, they're, they, without them, it, it, Hey, without, uh, the vets and yeah. uh, all that, that fought for our freedom. Without the people that are doing it right yes. now. And so that's why, like I say, so if you got time, send a check or a donation to your local, uh, VFW or your, um, uh, legion and, and say, this is for the poppies that you couldn't sell this year because of everything that's going on. Cause it is a, it is a fundraiser for yeah. the legion and for the VFW. So I belong to the Hugo American Legion. So well, look at that. Yes, I do. All right, and I've sold my share of poppies. That's good. <laughs> Doing poppies, your part. Poppies, poppies. Uh, Mary Poppins. Yes, you know the yeah. Toppins. Right. Toppins. All right. Feed uh, the birds. There you go. <laughs> toppins. Okay. Toppins a bag. Hey, oh, you knew. I'm impressed. You're okay, welcome. give a holler six five one six four one one zero seven one. And who's up next? We're gonna talk to Connie. Connie has a question about a boxer hound that is barking at. <laughs> Just guys. Ah, all right. Yeah. Hey, Connie, how you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, good. So you have good plans this weekend, barbecuing or anything, or just hanging out? 
a little golf maybe and Ooh. a little relaxation Excellent. and yard work. Oh, yeah, the yard work. Boy, that's never ending, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, how old is your barker, uh, boxer? You're a barking Five. barker. Okay. And, and he's a rescue. Okay, and how long have you had him? Gosh, for, uh, since he was three months old. Oh, three months old, okay. And so this has always been a problem that he barks at guys? For the most part, he was milder in the beginning. Okay. And then he just seemed to be, I don't think he's getting worse. I think he just kind of got comfortable at our house and has steadily been barking at guys. Okay. So now, uh, is there any guys living in the house? Yes, my son. Okay. And then how is he with him? He barks at him every time he comes to the house. and. We've tried. I mean, he gives him treats when he comes in. He tries to make him work for the treat. I mean, okay. I know he's resource guarding, but it's so annoying. Okay, but now, okay, now is your son very big and then deep voiced? Yes. Okay, because that puts a lot of dog. And also, if your son looks directly at him, that unnerves him. What he's got to learn to do is this sounds goofy, but it'll work. Is it uh, he's a side pri- profile is a calming signal to a dog. If you stand okay. with your whole body facing the dog and looking at him like, "Hey, you want a treat?" No. What you want to do is stand sideways and look over your shoulder, say, "I got a treat," and then flip him a treat, and then look back away again. You always just want to glance at the dog don't be staring at the dog because that can unnerve them okay another even, thing go ahead go ahead okay well, another, i was just gonna say even a guy walking i mean mm-hmm. you know yep okay walking towards us on a walk he's okay. gonna bark at him right more than he would a woman right and so the thing is is that does he bark at women yeah, yeah, but not he's not as aggressive about it. Okay, okay. Uh, because another thing, too, you want to do with your son was you have him take a treat and put it in his hand, cup your hand over the treat, turn your hand backwards so your knuckles are facing forwards. Now your whole body is sideways to the dog. Okay, and, this, okay. and then just drop your hand and your thumb should be touching the leg, okay? And you open your hand so the treat is in the uh, thing, in your hand there, mm-hmm. and don't look at the dog. Look at the floor or keep your hand. And now what you're after is a dog is willing after a while to come up and take the treat out of your hand. And then you just stand up or your son stands up and just say thank you and just walk away. All right. Don't, that okay. He never goes in for a pet. And if you're going to pet the dog or try to pet the dog, you never go between the ears, over the top of the head and down the neck. That's a aggressive move to some dogs. All right. Mm-hmm. And so that's why okay. it's along the side. Now, when you're out on a walk and when you take him for a walk, does he walk nicely on, the, on a leash or is he pulling all the time? He pulls. It's 50-50. Okay. He's gotten a lot better. On okay. Uh, and do you use a training collar or a harness? harness okay got to remember the harness restrains it doesn't train okay and so what a lot of this is happening is that lack of confidence okay he's worried whether it's the statute of the guys or the voice of the guys and then all of a sudden he sees them out and about it's like oh my god look i've got to so he's trying to bark this all away so he doesn't have to contend with it because he's scared very nervous yes he's scared and so what you've yeah. got to work on, you've got to work on, instead of correcting like, bad dog, shame on you, that just makes him even more unnerved, okay? Because he's doing it out of lack of confidence. So you have okay. to build his confidence. I don't know if you listened to the show earlier. I was helping a gal, too, with a, a shepherd that is very scared, all right? And so the, the whole thing is, is that you need a training collar the dog will listen to. How many pounds is your dog? How many what is my Pounds. Dog? 
How much is he oh, weigh? About 40, 50 pounds. Okay, okay. And uh, short coat? Yes. Very, okay. Yeah, he looks very boxed. I mean, he's adorable. Okay, okay. And has he ever, <laughs> okay, has he uh, ever had a trading collar or a collar on at all? Yes. Okay. Do you Have you used a trading collar at all in the past? No, not really. Maybe when he was younger, but not really. Okay. You know, so I tried a gentle leader, but that turned into a fiasco. Okay. Yep. And so uh, the gentle leader it has his place in the training world, but many dogs don't accept it well. That's the problem. So, right. yeah, but anyway, right. I would try the Star Mark collar, S T A R Mark dog training collar. You can get it online, or you could try whoever around you. Where do you live? What area do you live in? West St. Paul. West St. Paul. That's so that Petco? way. Uh, no, not the big box stores. They wouldn't carry it. You would try your mom and pop shops. You could ask, or you can just go online, you know, star mark, okay. S T A R mark dog training collar. Okay? okay. And so the thing is, is you want it to just slide over the head and slide off. They, they, you could add links and you can take links out. You get the large one. All right. And so then what you're after here is that there's going to be reaction to his, his actions. If he starts to bark, you give the leash a little pop and say, Hey, 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 you be nice. Be nice. And you got to be what you want the dog to do. Don't start screaming and yelling because that is in, that makes it even worse. So you got to talk okay. calmly. You got to be calm. If you have to, you go off to the side and you stand on the leash about oh maybe uh, ten inches, twelve inches from the hook. Don't pit him to the ground. Just stand there and keep your hands so that now if he stands, his uh, hands are towards your body, okay. But if he stands, his head is dipped a little bit. But if he sits, the collar goes looser. And if he lays down, the collar goes all the way loose. And what you're going to do is you're going to be facing away from whatever he was barking at. Okay, standing on the leash. And then once they pass, and get off the leash and go back onto the path again. And obviously try to pick paths that are as well used right now. Uh, but, the, but the big thing is you got to start building his confidence by playing the what is this game. And then by uh, doing obedience work, working on a good sit, working on a good down, working on a stay. A stay is huge at building uh, confidence where your dog will do a down stay across the room and eventually mm-hmm. with you going out of sight and coming back. And that's going to be... He knows all of that. He's okay. good about all of that. Okay, but have you done... Now, when's the last time you had him do a down stay with you out of sight? Well, probably in a week ago. I mean, he's good because he loves carrots, so I make him work for it. Okay. But he's, see, that's what you got to do is mentally do it on the walk. Okay. But no, you have to you have to start setting up things, uh, you know, so that he, like I say, build that confidence and give him a little pop, you know, because harnesses restrain, they don't train. You just get better at holding them back, and that makes them even want it worse. It's like if I want to go north and I grab your arm and I'm pulling you with me, we know what's going to happen. You're going to try like heck to pull the opposite way because you don't want to go north because I'm pulling you that way. I didn't ask you. I just grabbed you and pulled you. So by me okay. restraining you that you can't go south, you want to go south even worse. <laughs> right. And Probably so, right. Yep. And so that's why if you get him in some kind of training collar, then hopefully you can build uh, uh, the relationship. He looks to you for direction and you can get into his head so he doesn't make issue with what's going on. Okay. What about when other guys that don't live here come to the house? Okay. So then and you're going to have... He barks. Okay. Carries on. Okay. Then you put him in the training collar and say, "Hey, hey, you be nice, be nice." I've done it where I have a six foot leash, and I've done. I read that somewhere, so I'd put him on a leash if mm-hmm. I knew somebody was coming yep. over, and I'd hold the leash. Yep. He just kind of flips out. I mean, he's not going to do anything, but he gets all worked up, and I'm just uh, <laughs> okay. But worked up, whereas now he's he's even barking harder because you're restraining him. 
Probably, yeah. Maybe yeah. he gets he like he needs to go check it out. He, okay, he's yeah. like kind of almost frantic, running around the living room as I'm holding him. Okay, okay. Because then the what leash. you would do, like if you have a, a, the dog training collar on, you could stand on the leash there again about ten, uh, twelve inches, eighteen inches, depending on how tall he is. Yeah. What I just said earlier is that, you know, that if he stands, his head's dipped a little bit, but if he sits, the collar goes a little bit looser. And what you just do uh, is stand there and don't, don't, um, don't say anything. Just keep your hands to your body and let him try to figure it out. And you're just going to talk very calmly. That's enough. That is enough. Just settle. Just settle. And then he'll figure yes, out. That well, he hopefully we just, there's, bowed. there's many yes, ways, but it. you want everybody that comes to the house to ignore the dog. Don't look at him. Don't touch him. Don't do anything. Don't even look at him. The minute you look at him, you're going to trigger him to go nuts. All right. Side okay. profile. Side profile. If they can walk towards him, but the head is sideways, so that he's not looking directly at him. All right. But everybody, especially guys, oh, let me pet the dog. He's fine. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And no, he's not fine. He's scared. And so that's why you got to be the advocate for the dog. And so that's why by teaching. There is no, there is no time limit. There's no time limit. That is it's how you handle the situation and how you can okay. get through to the dog and by maintaining calmness and then working on the situation. Uh, get the book "People Training for Good Dogs." People Training okay. for Good Dogs by Berryman B E R R Y M A N Melissa. People Training okay. for Good Dogs because she's going to help you. It's a book I don't have to write because she did such a good job. And so it helps you understand how dogs think and sometimes seeing it from the way they think and she can help you deal with some things. Sometimes when people are reading it, they're like, oh, they have an aha moment, something they didn't think about that they did and they didn't tell me about, you know, so, I, so anyway, yeah. so try it. Yeah. yeah, try that. But the whole thing is you got to control the situation. Just stand on the leash. And if you're out in the walk, you know what I mean? He starts going, you know, bonkers and just turn away, go off the path. You know what I mean? And look at something mm -hmm. else. And no, don't be giving him treats, okay? Don't be doing that. Just stand on the leash, like wait till that whatever goes by. Come back on the path, and like I say, you're just gonna, okay. this is gonna take baby steps. This may take a year. You got to remember how old he is now and how long he's been doing it. Yeah. And it's been amping up. So you, and then I would get into obedience classes uh, when someday when it opens it up. Uh, then brain um, input, input, input. You know, dog okay. uh, dog tricks. And then the, the brain teaser book, but that is much input in building this confidence. All right. Okay. 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 Because something right. along the line scared him, and he's just has harbored it, and it's only been festering. But just remember, the the uh, the harness restrains; it doesn't train. You need to try that star mark collar, or you might have to try you know the pinch collar, but fitted loosely. Okay. Both these collars okay. are fitted loosely. Okay. Loosely. Okay. Okay. Right. You can give me a, call, a holler up at Katie's it. canine. Yeah, you can give me a holler up at Katie's canine. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Would you rather, ready, Carly, have a flying skateboard or a car that drives underwater? All right. There we are. There's that new grand TV screen thing in here in the studio. It's amazing. That's bigger than I think my TV at home is. <laughs> oh, well. Okay. Would you rather... Have a flying skateboard or a car that can drive underwater. I would totally take the skateboard. Oh, would you? Yeah. And? Uh, because I am all about, I love being able to just like fly. Okay. I like, I love the idea of doing it. Like airplanes, I love if, you know, if we weren't in the situation yeah. we are now, like I'd probably have two trips like booked. Oh, okay. okay. But I don't because uh -huh. I mean, I don't. 
Yeah, I would do the skateboard just for the fact that number one, uh, I have water under. You know, that would drive me. Even though I'm scared of flying like in an airplane. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I did do it. Remember, I did go to. Yes, Alaska. you did. You and did. So anyway, at a car that drives in water is that? Like I said, I'd just be worried, more worried than a skateboard that flies. Well, and they don't see yeah. how high the skateboard needs to fly. Right. It could be just hovering over. It could. It then, could be so a hoverboard. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm just kind of floating yeah. and zinging and curving. It doesn't yeah. say that I have to actually go into the sky. Right. With it. So. And on top of that, like, how many times do you actually need to drive your car underwater? Yeah. Like, let's think about that. Yeah. You don't. Well, so, don't. yeah. But yeah. at least I don't. So, yeah. <laughs> besides, yeah, a lot of them are polluted. You yeah. You can't see where you're going. Exactly. <laughs> right. Unless you go to you can just be driving into random things. There you go. Well, we're going to take our last caller. What's, uh, who's up next? We're going to talk to Joan, and Joan just has a question. Um, one of our favorites about her dog eating mm, grass. grass. Yes. All right. Yeah. Hi, Joan. How you doing? Hi, Katie. I'm good. Enjoy the show. Oh, thank you. Um, thank I you have for listening. A chocolate, chocolate lab. She's my second lab of probably about of my sixth dog, but my second lab. Okay. And and she just she she has a good diet. Uh, you know, she's on um, Nutrisource and hydrolyzed protein. Oh, nice. Uh, prescription. Okay. Because I went through a lot of different foods with her sensitive stomach, but okay. but she just in the summertime she just loves to chew on the crabgrass or the quack grass. Okay. What um what is she telling me with that? It basically she needs more greens. That's her salad. Looks like with humans, all right. And so dogs have the unique thing of being able to find what they need. And so dogs that eat grass and don't throw it up, uh, and what they're after is the greens uh, of it. It's their salad. Okay, then, but dogs that eat it, eat it real feverishly, you know, and then all of a sudden uh, they're wenching to throw it up. That's nature's pet mobismal. Their tummy is upset and they're trying right. to stabilize their tummy. But otherwise, if they're just eating grass, but the big problem with the grass eaters is that people with their chemicals <laughs> on the lawns, you know, yeah. the parks are notorious for, you know, using all kinds of chemicals on the lawn. And so, and so there's a lot of, you know, uh, chemical happy, you know, things. And so if the dog eats, the chemicals you got you know that's obviously not good for their kidneys and their liver and their heart and their everything <laughs> so, right. so you got to really pay attention but no basically what it is is just she needs her greens is what it is there are some uh, like uh uh, um, what do you want to call it? It's called natural, or let's see, green alternatives is what it's called. Green alternatives from animalessentials.com. But you know, the thing is, is that like I said, as long as she's not, you know, eat, throwing it up, you know, she's eating her salad, just leave her alone. Because yeah, it's I mean, fresh. <laughs> Can't get any okay. fresher than that. <laughs> That's true. And it's not right. I don't treat it. Um, yep. And I, I do give her like the, some of the stalks of the broccoli. Mm -hmm. She loves when I make kale chips. Nice. So she... And carrots, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, snap peas. Nice. Excellent. Peas, so. Yeah, so you try to find more greens in, you know, green peas, green beans. You know, try to get more okay. greens into it. But now remember broccoli or Brussels sprouts, you know, too much of that, they'll get the fluffs. All right. right and right. so, yeah. And then, like I say, every dog, and it's, it's, uh, I've been getting a lot of calls and uh, emails on that. that well, my dog is eating grass. Uh, you know, I'm worried. And I'm like, no, no, no. They, it's like, it's spring. They haven't had access mm -hmm. to it. You know, it's kind of like, That's wow, true. look at this. And then all of a sudden, then, you know, now they get their salads, their greens. You know, every once in a while, you just crave, you need a salad. You just need yeah. a And see, and that's the thing. Dogs have just have that 
God gave them that great gift of when they are lacking a little bit in something, they have the wherefore to find what they're lacking. And so it's it's really kind of cool. So, yeah, okay. but the only time, like I said, they're eating a lot and throwing up, but then we got a lot of digestive issues going on. Okay? Okay. Okay, thank you. Okay, kid. Okay. Thanks. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's, it's, uh, 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 I can't even tell you how many people, but but the big thing is don't let your dogs eat grass where you don't know what's on it. You know, like Camelon, you know, our, our chemical happy people or the park services, you know, they all use a lot of chemicals. And so you really want to pay attention. And I think what you can do, too, if you've got a park that you go to on a kind of a regular basis, yeah, you can call City Hall and ask, OK, when are they going to treat the park? All right. Yeah, and then um, can you ask them? Well, like, yeah, it's your not... taxpayer money. Well, that's the thing is that then if you ask when they're going to treat, yeah. then the next question is what do they treat it with? Okay. And then the next question would be, can we do something that's more bio, you know, environmentally friendly? Yeah. More, okay. Yeah. And then have the information for them. Say here, can we look into this? Right. You know, it's my taxpayer. And then if you really want to wake up City Hall, <laughs> yeah, get a a petition go on saying hey we don't want any toxic chemicals right. you know in our parks for our kids and our animals and myself and stuff like that yeah so that's because they treat not you know for mosquitoes they treat for you know so many different things and so that's why you, you want to make sure call your city hall and get to know what exactly and when and where they're putting them down my one girlfriend didn't realize a uh, benson airport up in hugo technically white bear yeah, uh, they, that's where the helicopters for the mosquito control fly out of. Oh, really? And they fly really close. That guy's yeah. got to be a master in coming in and getting out. Weaving <laughs> in, weaving out. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. And my one girlfriend, well, she, you know, she's never been home. Yeah. You know, she works all day. Right. And so she's so, never been home. She right. didn't realize. I said, she says, there's a helicopter, and he's like almost on my pasture. And I said, yeah, they're treating for mosquitoes. What? What? What kind of chemicals? You know, and so I said, well... Call, they load up down at Benson, go down there and ask them. Right, yeah. Or call City Hall, yeah. you know, type thing. So, you know, be in noise because we need to do things. we got to be the stewards of the lands. Like, you know, the Organic Lounge by Lunseth, you know, dot com. It's, it's really, and Lunseth is L-U-N, Lun, like fun, all right? Mm-hmm. And so spell it right so you can get there. But, but if we don't, we have to make some noise because, you know, we're just... Be, just like that study earlier that I said from Purdue. Yeah. Okay, whereas dogs that weren't even ha- on part of chemical uh, treatment, they still, yeah. what, 14 out of 25, tested positive. Right. Okay, can you imagine with humans and kids and, and us? Uh, I mean, good gravy. Yeah. When, when is it going to stop? And so it, it's it's just really sad. That's why I couldn't see the end of you know Avatar because I was so sad. But anyway. <laughs> I still think you should just... Suck it up and oh, watch we'll it. See, we'll see. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see. Okay, lawns that are chemically, uh, particularly, you know, containing two four dash D have okay. been linked to at least two types of canine cancers. Studies found that the lawn chemicals travel travel to neighboring yards and inside homes. That's another thing too. You don't realize you bring that stuff in the house. So I wonder what that chemical specifically is treating. And chemicals have been found to use in the urine of dogs. Okay, you know. But anyway, but yeah, it's two and then comma four dash D. 
Yeah. Okay, containing two dash comma four D. I don't know that you'd have to Google it, Nancy, and find out you know what it is. But the whole thing is is that there is uh, there's a well if you use chemicals on your lawn, and what they're calling it now is is are the dogs the canary in the gold mine. Okay, what? you know how the you know they put canaries in the gold mine in case the gases, uh, the canary dies in the gold mine. That means that there's the gases are too high and people shouldn't be there. Oh, okay. okay. Now is the dogs the canary in the gold mine as far as the chemicals we're treating because they were coming up with so much, you know, cancers and stuff yeah. like that that our dogs are getting sick and then we're you know. Yeah. Okay. So you know what I mean? It's, yeah. So yeah. So we better wake up and smell the, you know, smell the roses while we can. <laughs> to try to smell the non-treated with lawn. chemical roses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because what what's going to happen, like I say, it's, it, it's, it starts with us. So you have some yeah. at a time and going to say, okay, I'm done chemicals. I'm going to, I got corn gluten meal. I've got, you know, better, you know, dirt. You know, I mean, we can do this. We got to have, if you don't have worms in your lawn, if you don't have ants in your lawn, you know what I mean? You have yeah. a toxic lawn. Right. Okay. And if you do, and then plus, uh, you know, th- because these drift, let's say you do have some nance and some worms, then yeah. maybe some of these worms have got like what the ca- the dogs have tested positive, you know, in their urine. Right. So the birds are eating it. Now we're killing off the, so it's a vicious cycle and we yeah. have to stop. So, so that, that's a go to organic lawns, Thank you so much. You guys enjoy your uh, Memorial weekend uh, and uh, thank a veteran and, and, remember all that have served for us. So thank you, Carly. And we'll see you next week. Don't hide your dogs. Train